Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. There is no better group of plants for flower power than forms of the shrubby potentilla. Producing single rose like flowers continually from June to the first frost. Thanks to this week's sponsor, Warfield Plants. Bridge North Shropshire. Hello and welcome to This Week in the Garden. I'm Peter Seabrook here to exchange some news, views, a bit of seasonal advice and hopefully answer some of your gardening quandaries on the way. What's in the diary this week? Well, uh, pretty busy again, although I did take a day off to attend a midweek family wedding which, uh, incidentally, fell on a lovely day's weather, about the only one not to have really heavy downpours and thunderstorms. I made another trip to West Adderbury, near Banbury, where the grass is still quite brown, really, although they have now had a little rain after weeks of dry weather. Strange how uh, the climate can change over just a few miles in Britain. My return trip was to collect 20 large bowls of anemia that have uh, really bulked up our trial of them in the floral fantasia at Hyde Hall. The calendula trial is also very colourful and uh, worth a look if you're passing that way. With a bit of luck, we'll record a video uh, showing all the different kinds, which should be online in a week or two's time. Seasonal advice? Well, if you have onions grown from sets and they're now of reasonable size and some of the leaves starting to fall, I suggest putting a fork under them to lift and break the roots. After heavy rain, bulbs can start to grow again and then they split, lifting very carefully and then turning up so the base is exposed to the air to dry will ripen them nicely. Never forcibly bend the tops over on onions. This is the recipe for neck rots in storage. Just wait for them to dry back a bit and fall over naturally. What's in the news this week? There's a rumour that uh, the owners of Thompson & Morgan & Sutton's, a company called BVG, is rumoured to be thinking about uh, a sale of both enterprises. It's said that uh, KPMG are advising on this. Uh, Garden centre buyers too are concerned that shipping delays from China could cause a shortage of Christmas decoration lines. Won't cause me any uh, great difficulty, I can tell you. You know, we've still got our box stored in the attic and come out uh, every year and do good service. Online garden product sales continue to rise with a 20 to 30% increase forecast for August. Amazing how uh, 
the interest in gardening just continues right through the summer. And I hear that uh, spaghetti bolognese could be a bit tricky this summer. Stocks of tinned tomatoes have been running low after three years of poor Italian harvests. A blight hitting both uh, potatoes and tomatoes in UK gardens will hardly help with the uh, supply of tomatoes. What's online with the questions this week? Well, somebody asks, do I know if modern annuals used in park displays are being purposely hybridised to not have pollen or nectar so as to keep them flowering longer? They send a picture of tubs and say, I've watched in our village during their flowering season. I know double flowers are useless for pollinators, but the snapdragons are not double and a bit frilly. They seem to have no stamens. Even the single flowers I go past every day never seem to have any insects on them. Well, now there's one or two things here. First, I'm afraid double flowers are good pollinators. Uh, I don't know who spreads this uh, false bit of information about doubles being useless. If you go out into the sea trials, as I do summer after summer, and make a note of where the bees and butterflies drop, it's invariably first port of call on uh, triploid marigolds and zinnias, you know, fully double flowers, but the bees and butterflies really go for them. To the best of my knowledge, breeders have not purposely hybridised so that we have pollen and nectar-free cultivars. We do have pollen-free sunflowers, which are helpful for hay fever sufferers. And of course, it avoids damaging the furniture when the pollen drops if they're used as cut flowers. And there are pollen-free lilies because the pollen is harmful to cats. But those are the exceptions which approve the rule, I think. From the picture, the containers are roadside and surrounded by hard landscape. There looks to be no leafy or flower corridor to attract insects, and I would think the constant flow of traffic hasn't helped in that situation. If you've got a question about your garden, send it to me at thisweekinthegarden at gmail.com or tweet me at lettersalone. You might just get the answer in next week's podcast. Our guest interviews this week come from exhibitors at the Royal Horticultural Society Hyde Hall Flower Show last week. It ran from Wednesday right through the weekend. Weather wasn't terribly kind, but uh, there we are. Gardeners seem to be well-dressed to stand up to uh, wind and wet. But, you know, plant shows uh, like this provide a very good opportunity to pick up useful gardening tips and advice. First up here is Rob Hardy of Hardy's Cottage Garden Plants with the latest help on growing crocosmia. I'm at the uh, Hyde Hall Flower Show, which has... Uh, 
tremendous lot of specialist nurseries and I'm going tent by tent chatting to people and of course high on my priorities is Mr Rob Hardy who is uh, showing us some really uh, interesting crocosmias. Uh, I haven't seen anything quite like it I don't think. Now Rob what's the story behind these uh, crocosmia? Well the good news about these is they're actually bred on the Isle of Wight um, there's a guy called Paul Lewis who 30 years ago was a postman and what happened was he started to collect crocosmias a majority of them if they're smooth leaved need moisture so down in the west country west wales you'll see them growing in the hedgerows and so on but he actually lives in the isle of wight and it's a lot drier there don't get the rainfall that we get elsewhere so he started doing a bit of research and he realized that through the internet and so on that if they've got ribbing on the leaves they will cope with dry conditions so again, he found out on the internet how to cross-pollinate, found the varieties that were capable of doing that, and started pollinating and producing these seedlings coming through. And he kept selecting. He'd throw away anything that wasn't looking good, started to produce the ones that worked. He's produced about 10 varieties so far, but the latest one, the Firestarter series, are the ones that really stand out. Lovely two-tone orange. And the one we've got on the stand at the moment is called Scorchio, which we launched at Hampton Court two years ago. Brilliant variety, stands about two and a half, three feet tall, and will cope with the dry conditions. The most important thing with the Cocosmias, though, please make sure you split them every three or four years. If they get too tight together, they will go blind because they've used all the food up and all the moisture, and they'll stop flowering. So they need lifting in April when they first start showing, split them up, and then they will flower for you beautifully again. Fantastic, Rob. And you can see if you visit these flower shows and go to specialist nurserymen, you can get some really sound advice uh, and be right up to date with things. I didn't know about that uh, ribbing in the leaves, but uh, I'm going to go back home now and just check the ribbing on my crocosmia. <laughs> and I'm off to the next tent, Rob. Cheers, Peter. Thank you very much. My next tent and port call is a plant-a-go-go. Those of you who uh, regularly attend shows will know their specialism is heucheras. And in front of their little, uh, what we call Chinese hat marquee, they have a really stunning display of uh, a whole range of very colourful heucheras. Richard Fox, can you just tell us a little bit about heucheras? The best ones, where they should be planted and uh, anything special that you've got here? Well, a simple rule, the lighter the leaf, the more shade they need. Full sun, concentrate on the darker leaves, sort of red, purple, black, orange, those sort of colours, and good drainage. None of the hookers like to be in waterlogged ground in the winter. There's some brand new ones out. There's a new one called Alfie, which we've just launched, which is a really nice dark foliage with a sort of white, slightly pinky flower or the new frilly, which is a complete uh, breakthrough in leaf formation. There's um, a multitude to go through. And anyone listening wants a bit more information, can they find you online? Yeah, so uh, any information, um, you can log on to uh, plantagogo.com. You can ask us a question and uh, we'll do our best to answer all your, uh, your needs. Uh, Richard, thank you very much. Just uh, two days into the Hyde Hall show. Let's hope you have uh, a really successful next three days. Thank you. Now, Mr Mike Clare is the proprietor of Potash Nurseries, specialist in both fuchsias and pelargoniums. And uh, 
today, it's uh, predominantly pelagoniums. So, Mike, could I ask you uh, what's proving popular today? Uh, can you give us a few tips if uh, we're growing either the fragrant-leaved varieties or those for flower colour? A lot of people have been asking uh, the last few days about the, uh, the fragrant leaf, the scented leaf ones, because we do a really good range of those. And they're very popular. The people, they seem to go out of fashion for a while, but they're really back in. There's so many different ones. They all do flower as well. People think, under the impression, they don't flower, but some of them you get masses of flower on as well. But there's so many different scents. And they're very easy to do. Half to full sun, outside during the summer, or in the conservatory if you wish. But always remember to bring them in, keep them frost-free, ideally at least 5 centigrade over winter, and they'll be fine. Just slightly damp on the compost, and they'll tick along till next year, then do a grey show again next year. Of course, there are lots of other ones. We can do uh, decorative ones with loads of flowers. They're mainly for the colour, but there's just so many. The stellar ones are all like, almost like spiky flowers and things, so there's lots there. Basically, you treat them the same. They can go outside for the summer, but bring them in for winter. And, Mike, we're chatting in August. It's a pretty good time, isn't it, to be rooting cuttings, and then you can uh, carry young stock through the winter? If we find we have a really warm August, just carry on doing them in September instead, because it's usually warm enough there and, and the light and things. But, yeah, now's good. If the material's there, always take a cutting. That's what we always do. Just try it, and then, you know, and you'll be fine. Thanks, Mike. Well, I just had to run from the most tremendous thunderstorm, nearly got absolutely drowned. Uh, unfortunately, uh, a young lady called uh, Liz Spanton came to my aid and I could nip into uh, another one of these uh, cone roof-shaped tents. I'm surrounded with uh, some really quite magnificent climbing plants with uh, trumpet flowers. Uh, but Liz, the name of your company is Mandy's Plants. How did that come about? Well, when I started 13 years ago, I was wondering what to call the business. And my name being Liz, I wanted to call it Busy Liz's. But at the time, Busy Liz's had downy mildew. So I thought that wouldn't be a good idea. So as I specialise in Mandevilla, I thought I would call it Mandy Plants. Now, they're a pretty popular house plant, aren't they? They're really dramatic flowers. Can you give us a bit of uh, advice on how to look after them? Well, and perhaps set the scene, describe them to us first yes mandevillas have a beautiful trumpet shaped flower and they come in all different colors reds whites various shades of pink apricot and yellow they do very well out on a summer patio but they must be protected from the frost and somewhere where there's natural daylight during the winter is very important and one of the most important things and the biggest killer is overwatering in the winter. So you only will water them from the beginning of November to the end of February, about once every six weeks with a small beaker of water. During the summertime, while they're in flower and bud, you need to feed them with a high potash feed, which uh, is Tomorite, miracle Grow, or Baby Bio. Feed them weekly and that will give you a lot more flowers. 
Now, uh, each side of a pretty dramatic stand of the Mandevillas, you've got standard plants with yellow and orange flowers, absolutely masses of flowers. So it's not just Mandevilla you grow. No, that's right. I also specialise in Lantana, and again, they are mainly tender, but there is one variety called Miss Huff, which is a hardy plant, and they're very attractive flowers. Butterflies and bees love them, and they change different colours. And again, like the Mandevilla, give them lots of uh, high potash feed during the summertime, and they do like to have the Lantana plenty of water during the summertime. Liz, thanks very much. Useful advice, and... and Thanks again for shelter from the rain. I've moved on one more tent and travelled quite a long way because uh, it says here Proctor of Staffordshire. And I think I have with me uh, Barry Proctor. Barry, why have you come all the way from Stafford to Essex? And uh, do you find us Essex people a little different to those friendly folk in the... Uh, Northwest. Thank you very much for that, Peter. Yes, um, all the way down to Essex to promote our sort of business. The RHS gives us a wonderful platform to sell plants with people which are generally interested in plants. And just nice to see a different part of the world. People are great, you know, they're interested in plants. And quite funnily, the soil type in Essex is sort of very similar to home where we are in sort of North Staffordshire. We're on the edge of the potteries and we're on a lot of clay and People in Essex say we're on clay, and I always thought it was sand and chalk down here, but, you know, we we get a lot of clay, so a lot of the plants which sort of grow up north do actually do well in Essex. Um, the typical example is sort of lithrums and joe pieweed, sort of eupatorium, which, you know, and also you have the big drifts of heleniums and echinaceas in the gardens, which is probably just the drier atmosphere than we get up in the hills because we're sort of... 650 to 700 feet above um, sea level where we're growing. So, you know, it's a harsh environment um, sort of most of the time. But I think Heidel is sort of close to sea level, so that's probably why then things do a little bit better, like the echinaceas and sort of lanniums that we do up north. But we grow them well, you know, we, we're sort of close to the Cheshire Plains and people take them there as as well and that sort of stuff does well because they're getting close to sort of sea level and they're going more towards sort of Liverpool and Merseyside type of thing. And is it predominantly herbaceous and, and what kind of sizes? And do you do anything mail order? Yes, with the pandemic we did turn to mail order. We'd been thinking about it for sort of many years but the pandemic gave us that sort of prompt to do online. We actually got the website running in four weeks thanks to a couple of website people. We started on the 1st of May which would be 2020 and it's been running for 15 months now and it's an integral part of the business. We've sort of three people on it. Um, a computer guy which is learning a lot about plants and he's learning us a lot about computers and I think it's sort of a part of the future. It's definitely a part of the future. Um, plants in boxes to arrive in good condition you know we get the odd hiccup with curries and things but all in all around 90 to 95 percent of the plants reach there in perfect condition well you mentioned that the website once or twice here um can you spell it out to us because who knows there may be a listener out there who's looking for some one liter herbaceous and uh, 
they might like to yeah. see your website. Yeah, yeah. yeah what, what we predominantly grow is the basis plants in sort of one litres and sort of one and a half litres. Um, a good full range of as much as you can. We've got an A to Z on the website, um, which is Proctor's Nurseries. If you just Google that, Stoke-on-Trent, it comes up. Alliums right through to delphiniums, echinaceas and all them sort of things, which sort of grow well everywhere around and that's what people sort of want at the minute. Well, and another heavy shower. Yeah, Goodness, good. this weather is trying for show people, isn't it? It certainly is. Yeah, Barry, thank you very much. Wish you a successful two days uh, for the remainder of the show. End of the tailpiece. How about the quote? Those who think the grass is greener on the other side should water their grass on their side a bit more. <laughs> well, there's no need to water lawns in uh, my neck of the woods. After all that summer rain, they all look pretty green. And I hope your lawn is uh, green and shining. Look forward to speaking to you next week. Thanks to this week's sponsor, Warfield Plants, Bridge North Shropshire. To my producer, Rich Jarman, and of course to you for listening. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. 
Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.